And also in regards to the devil, like my hypothesis is God is the energy. God is this powerful energy, this creative energy that loves us unconditionally and allows us to free will what we want to do with that energy. And what you see on display in the world is people using that neutral, unconditional love and energy in whatever ways you see it on display in the world. So yeah. evil, evil comes from people, evil intentions. That's what I feel like. If something's done evil, it's people evil intention. It's no like uh some being in hell make forcing people to do these things or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's all God. But I think you, you yeah. explained it in a video. I forgot what video you expressed this in, but like this is whole collective space of like God experiencing itself. And that's really what I believe. And People have the right to believe what they want to believe too. You think that the devil's gonna, the devil's out to get you and stuff like that. You're such a powerful creator. You're gonna create the reality in which you're, you're gonna see evidence that this yeah. thing is happening. And then some people see like, oh, this is a beautiful temporary life experience, and I'm here to establish that deeper connection with who I am beyond this human identity. And you're gonna see everything to support that. And simultaneously, this all is going on synchronistically all together which is it's very interesting oh it sure is it's the greatest show on television <laughs> that the aliens watch us too like okay <laughs> what channel are we gonna watch today <laughs> let's watch earth like oh this is getting dark we gotta turn the channel <laughs> that's that's actually one of the things i think the law of one uh explains the best of the, the nature of darkness and light, good and evil, with the service to others, service to self path. Um, we can definitely get into that if you want to. Oh, yeah, please do. I love the way that the law of one puts kind of a scientific understanding to everything, because that's what makes it so observable of like, oh, yeah, that is how it works. I can see that in my experience. And they explain how in uh, like chemistry, for example, a, a particle cannot do what's called work you probably heard that term in chemistry. A particle cannot do work, which means create change in the environment or influence its environment, unless that particle has a charge, right? Positive or negative. And so <clears throat> the law of one says, we're essentially like an electron or something as souls, as beings. We have to choose a polarity, positive or negative, in order to do work in consciousness. And so that polarity is the choice we've classically called for eons, good and evil, right? Or heaven and hell, darkness and light. And they say that the, the positive path is called service to others, which means that your view of the universe becomes, there is only one being in the universe, one energy, like you said. And so if that's true, then I must treat and see all beings in the universe equal as I would see myself. And that's the path of Jesus, the Buddha, these avatars who've taught, you know, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's the golden rule because it's the service to others path. The negative path has a lot of similarities. It says, yes, there's only one being in the universe. That's very obvious. But because there's only one being in the universe, I'm obviously that being. And everything else is obviously just my dream world. So there's nothing really out there except for me. And so the dream is here for me to control and conquer and dominate uh, the, 
Ra says the the negative being sees the universe as that which shall be put in order. Mm. I'm here to bend the universe to my will. And so the more that a negatively polarized being conquers, controls, and dominates the dream, the more godlike it becomes in the dream to itself. So that's how the negative path polarizes, is through control, power, manipulation, deception, and so forth. And then the positive path polarizes through love, service to others, devotion, and so forth. Mm. And the consequences of those two polarities are very different. Mm -hmm. We know, for example, that... Uh, Ascended masters, avatars, enlightened beings tend to have supernatural powers like Christ. They can levitate, they can walk on water, they can read minds, they can heal. These are the powers that evolve of work in consciousness on the positive path. Because you're one with everything, you have you can you can do that which would be possible if you knew you were one, right? If everything's me, then it's like being lucid in a dream. I can I've basically Godlike powers, right? But on the negative path, the negative path is not the ultimate true understanding of the universe. And that's why the law of one explains that the negative polarity only goes to sixth density and then it has to concede and reverse polarity to the positive because the path of illusion can only go so far. Wow. Did you wow. know that? No. You just blew my mind. <laughs> so they they call it the path of that which is not mm -hmm. the negative path because mm -hmm. the, the one flaw in the philosophy of the negative path is that there's still some separation in the view of it mm -hmm. in the way that a negative being wants to control others gain power over others well if you're truly one if it's just you here then who are you gaining power over who are you controlling mm. right there's still some duality there and so because there's still some duality in their perception, they can only take it so far. But they can take it pretty far, but only to the beginning of sixth density. So that's why Ra says there are no negatively polarized higher selves in the universe. All higher selves are positively polarized, which is interesting because that means that all negative beings have a positively polarized higher self that's mm -hmm. leading them and guiding them, which is, yeah. well, that's fascinating. But that's because, again, the positive path honors free will. It doesn't want to control or dominate anyone. It wants to let all beings express their version of the creator that they want. So mm. a, a positive higher self in its past lives may have been a negative being before it had to reverse. And it still says, well, let me bring this negative being the experiences and catalysts it needs to become more negatively polarized. And at a certain point, the negative path kind of runs into a brick wall and just says, well, I've done everything I can do to polarize. I can't gain any more polarity. And so, you know, maybe a couple million years goes by of trying to gain more polarity. And then they just say, all right, it's obviously futile. Let's just go be positive now. And then they, I don't know if they restart at fourth density positive or pick up at sixth, but you know, you have to learn those lessons on the positive path now too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me mute my phone because the ambulance coming by. Kai, continue. <laughs> that is quite interesting that, you know, that the, the path is not so linear as one would think. There's a, a little yeah. bit of a roundabout in there, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> even on the positive path itself, they say, uh, Dale brought up the concept of the wanderer a little bit ago. Wanderer, for those who are not familiar, is the star seed, basically. A being who is from a higher density of consciousness, who chooses to come back to this planet to be of service to the planet by bringing their higher frequency, their higher wisdom and whatnot. And Ra says that the wanderer or starseed has uh, a lot of potential for growth here in third density because uh, this is the only density level of the seven densities that has the veil of forgetting where we don't remember our past lives. We don't carry any knowledge of our past lives with us because that sort of be like cheating in the game. The whole point of third density is to not know anything at all and just you, you're plopped here in a human body and you get to grapple with the positives and the negatives lifetime after lifetime until your soul finally decides which polarity you want to be. And that's actually what suffering is. Suffering is the friction between positive and negative. When my energy field is not fully positive and there's some negative energy in it, the rub, you could say, between those two energies is what we call suffering. Because I know I want love, I know I want peace, but yet I'm experiencing judgment and anger and separation. And so it's like this internal conflict that forces me to say, I got to commit to the positive path. I got to forgive everyone. I got to be a being of love. And then I stop suffering. Well, likewise, on the negative path, if I am supposed to be a negative soul, I have to basically cut myself off from the universe, meaning I can't feel anything for anyone. I can't feel any empathy for anybody. Uh, that's why the negative being eventually stops suffering as well, because they don't feel anything anymore, right? There's no, they don't care what anyone thinks about them. There's just me. There's nothing else in existence but me. I'm all alone in this dark universe, you know? So the negative being stops suffering as well. It's what Ra calls the sinkhole of indifference where we suffer and the suffering is like um i use the analogy of a pot of boiling water if you throw a, a frog into a pot of boiling water that frog's gonna go ouch and it's gonna try to jump out right well let's say the beings that jump out of the boiling water are the positive ones but some rare frogs actually like to boil and they get thrown in the pot and they go "Ooh, it's kind of nice in here and that's a negative being right so third density is like that pot of boiling water that the, the source is throwing every soul into saying, let's put you in there and see which one you choose. And so a wanderer is a soul who's already made that choice and almost always of the positive path. Uh, they say the negative path has way too much to risk by wandering. So they usually don't, but the positive path has a lot to gain by wandering because they can be of service. So a higher density soul, let's say fourth or fifth density, might come back to third density and say, okay, I'm going to be a spiritual teacher. Uh, I'm going to create technology that helps the world or something like that. But there is still a risk that they may get karmically involved here in third density. They may perhaps um, betray somebody. And then when their lifetime is over, they have their life review. Their soul is going to go, oh man, I didn't, I didn't know I still had that in me. Like I got to go back and absolve that karma now. So a wanderer can get involved to the extent that they have to reincarnate four or five more times to resolve that karma. But other than that, there's a whole lot of reward to be gained here for those higher density souls because this is the only density level with suffering. 
And so if you come into this realm that has true deep human suffering, you can have great service. You can be of great service. Whereas being of service in fourth to sixth density where everyone's enlightened is a lot harder, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel that these classifications are so like rigid? You know, is there any like gray area in between them or is it, is it just is what it is? You mean with the densities? Uh, not with the densities, with the classifications of, of types of beings. You know, we have the wanderer, the, you know, the positive and the negative and mm -hmm. can they be on a journey in between the one or the other? Yeah, well, the only the only space where there is that journey between the two, again, is here in third density. Uh, every other density, fourth through seventh, you have to have a polarity to be in that density. You, you can't actually graduate from third density until you choose a polarity, because that, that's the whole purpose of this density level. So like the purpose of first density is to just experience existence. Earth, water, fire, air, space. That's all you are in first density. So consciousness needs a few billion years of just hanging out as the five elements. And that's the purpose of first density. After a time of gaining that experience, it evolves to the second density, which is growth and movement, where you can be an organism living in an environment. So microbial life starts to form in the oceans, right? Insect life, plant life. And think about how many more variables consciousness has to deal with in the second density. Than the first density you know when you're in the first density you just have those five elements and th their interactions once you're an organism in an environment even just a plant you, know, you have to survive you have to grow protect yourself uh, as an insect or animal you got to find food you got to reproduce so consciousness makes a huge level up in second density in terms of how many variables it grapples with well then likewise Think about how many more variables a human being has to deal with than a plant or an insect or an animal. Way more, right? We have that third chakra open now where social interaction happens and there's social discourse and relationships and all the things that evolve in third density like social hierarchies, economy, medicine, technology, religion. Like, wow, consciousness makes another giant level up in third density. And the third density is where the soul has to decide, do I want to be positive or negative on my soul's evolution? Once it makes that choice, it's off to the fourth density. And if you can imagine it, another huge level up happens of things we can't conceive of from, from this level. Just like a plant or an animal can't conceive of what it would be like to be a human, uh, we can't really know what it's like to be a truly fourth density being and have telepathy you know, have all these psychic abilities and traveling the universe and stuff to be of service. It's a whole new world. It really is.